After delay, after delay, after delay, Morbius is finally in cinemas. Starring Jared Leto as the title character, Matt Smith is in there as well, and it's directed by Daniel Espinosa. And with his name attached, I was a little bit intrigued and interested because I was a big fan of his work uh, that he did with Life, uh, a sci-fi film, came out I think 2017, which starred Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds and Rebecca Ferguson. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was one of my favourite sci-fi films uh, of, of the last good number of years. Um, so I was like, surely this guy, if he's attached to Morbius, you know, we can make this dark and gritty. We can kind of bring those traits that he's got with his, with his filmography and they could really run with it. Um, sadly, <laughs> that's not the case. You know, at first, when it was announced, all the way back in whenever, 2019 or whatever, when we first got the teasers, that and the other, I was in a way like, okay, I'm intrigued, I'm not too sure how this is going to play out, I'm a little bit sceptical about Sony's pursuit of trying to make anti-hero films, or at least taking characters from the Spider-Man world and making a, a whole hour 45 film of them, you know what I mean? Um, it worked well with Venom for me anyways, because Venom's, well, Venom's a huge character. In comparison to Morbius, it's, it's, it's ridiculous trying to compare the two, but you know what I mean? You can see why Venom would get a standalone film, and they got obviously a great performer, Tom Hardy, and that's taken nothing away from Jared Leto, because I do think Leto is a great actor, just sometimes some of the films I've seen him in, um, they've not been great. And, uh, and, and sadly, after all the wait for Morbius... It, it, this is this is not a, this is not one of those good films that he's in. This is this is really poor. I was expecting it to be a little bit how I felt around the whole Venom saga when Venom One came out. It did feel at times that people were just kind of slating it for the sake of it. Constant negative reviews. I think I tweeted at the time saying if you just go in just go in to just watch a film without having any input from anyone else, which is ironic me doing this podcast kind of thing. Um, you'll you'll enjoy it. You know, I mean, you you probably should have a bit of a blast. Um, at, at least have some fun with it kind of thing. Um, this Morbius isn't that, like, because all I've seen this week, or at least since the since the review embargo was lifted, was just that it's not a very good film. Like, it's really, really low of the low. Like, the, 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 this is probably one of the worst, if not the worst, superhero film that's come out. And I was like, that's, that's, that's big, that's bold, that's, that's okay, let's see how it is. And still, I was like, I know in my look, people are going to be saying that, and I'm going to go watch it and think it wasn't that bad. Um, th this was... Um, well, it's an hour and 45 that I would quite like to have back. I'm, I'm glad in a way that it was just that time length and that it didn't, you know, overstay its welcome. And it also felt like it was done in a flash. It felt like it was done. It felt like I'd been in the cinema for 30 minutes and it was over. Um, and that's probably down to Sony's meddling. But this is, yeah, this is bad. Like, what a week, eh? What a week for films on this podcast. I've seen Ambulance and then seeing this. It's, um, yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about here on Joe Blogs About Films before we do dive into it. Jump onto Facebook, search Joe Blogs About Films for the Facebook page. Uh, give us a like and follow on that. And obviously on Spotify, Apple, etc. for all you, wherever you get your podcasts from, hit the like and uh, follow button, notification button. So to find out and see regularly when, when new podcasts are um, are uploaded. But let's get back to it, because as I say, Jared Leto stars in Morbius, uh, which is obviously revolving around medical genius Michael Morbius, who is slowly dying from a blood disorder in search of a cure, funded by childhood friend Milo, and with the help of colleague Martine, he combines human DNA with that of a vampire bat, and the procedure results in, in some superhuman side effects, but can he control them? Like, the concept again, like I said, like I've said with any terrible film that I've seen, there usually is like a great idea behind it, or at least something they could have ran with that could have been a lot better than um, than what we got. Because I almost feel like this film has gone through so many changes, it is nowhere near what it was originally intended to be. If you think about this film was meant to come out in 2020, here we are two years later on the back of the success of No Way Home. It's, 
it's one of those again where you can just see where Sony have kind of rubbed their hands together and gone, right, let's try and make something, let's try and meddle with this to set up something that probably may never happen yet again. And Sony are notorious for this. They are just absolutely ridiculous with this constant need to set up future films, future franchises, this, that, and the other. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was just a whole advertisement for a film that never happened, being the Sinister Six. And obviously, I'm going to keep it spoiler-free, but I will talk a little bit more about that later on as well, uh, especially to do with the post-credit scenes. But if you've seen anything online, especially if you've seen Daniel Espinosa's interviews, he's just spoiled it all, which is, again, incredible marketing on Sony's front for, for for a team that was so hell-bent on not announcing alongside Marvel that, you know, two Spider-Men were going to be in, two other Spider-Men, sorry, were going to be in No Way Home, that they've decided for this one, they, they just tell them everything they need to know because the the relevance of the story, by the time it gets the post-credit scene, is irrelevant. Like, it is so, so daft. Um, there's just so many problems with this film. And my main issue is that, obviously, the pacing... Like, if people thought that Venom 2, in particular, had a pacing issue, like it was just 100 miles an hour, you're going to be lost, you're going to be out of breath by the time this film is finished because Morbius does not stick about. Like, there is, there is nothing... There's the, the, the pace is just fast-forward, or, or the pace is, let's cut out scenes to get to the next scene. Like it's, it's so bizarre. Like, there was one particular point, um, obviously, you've seen from the trailers, which Jared Leto obviously does get does get arrested. Um, he's held at gunpoint by the police at the top of a building and it just cuts and he's in prison writing a letter or something. I was like, hang on, like, what's happened there? Like, what, I, granted, I know that's what the next step would be, but it just felt like it was like they've just cut out a whole chunk and that's the, the main thing for me is, is that it felt so choppy that it was really hard to kind of A, be invested in any of the characters, but also the main thing is surely they were meant to care about Michael Morbius and his you know, his scientific discoveries or at least his, you know, pursuit of making it a cure for this rare condition that he and his friend Milo, Matt Smith, uh, that's Matt Smith's character, they, they've got. Um, the science in this, just just you have to just ignore it. And again, I do, I do always think that, like, superhero films, granted, obviously, they are aimed at a much younger audience as well, so they're not going to necessarily stick around to spoon-feed us everything, you know, so that we get a clear understanding of you know the scientific elements of it, I'm fine with that. But it's just that it, I still don't really understand what was wrong with them. They just had something missing from their DNA, and for whatever reason, the cure is now bat blood. I was like, okay, I'll go with it. Um, this is it. Just felt so flimsy, so flat, so lifeless as well. Like I, I, I know that Jared Leto would say is is a very good actor, he's an Oscar winning actor. He's done some excellent stuff, but. I just feel like he should stop trying to do these superhero films because I don't mind him as the Joker as what he did with 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 the Joker character very different um you know and 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 people didn't take to that very very well um I think that his portrayal in the Suicide Squad his portrayal in the Justice League Schneider cut you know uh, epilogue was like the best that we've seen him as the Joker if you want to argue with that that's absolutely fine that's your opinion that's absolutely fine it's just that I thought that those last two, three minutes of the film of him as the Joker were better than the entirety of him in the actual Suicide Squad. Uh, the first one, that is, obviously. Um, and I just I just don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like he just can't catch a break when it comes to superhero films. He's done some excellent, excellent work in his career. Obviously, the Dallas Buyers Club as well. Um, I really like him. Obviously, I know he's only a minor role, but I like him in Fight Club. I, I just don't know what it is with him and superhero films. It's just not working for me. Um, one of the main issues, I would say, that, that, that forget, obviously, the, the, the plot's irrelevant. Like, by the end, like I said, I will come to spoilers in the post credits a little in 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 a, in a in a moment or so but the main issue for me aside from the plot being absolutely horrendous well not horrendous but just bad um was the cgi wow um what to say about this the cgi in this film it was uh, 
it felt like they'd run out of money. That's the best way I can put it, and that's 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 how I've described many feel a bit like some of the Transformers in a way as well. It just looked awful, absolutely awful. Um, if you thought, like I said, I keep going back to the Venom films because it's the only way that I can try and give you a bit of a of, of a line as to to say what you know how bad this actual film is. That if you thought that Venom was bad and Venom Two, which again in your own right, that's your opinion, that's fine. Morbius makes these film makes those films look like masterpieces, like Oscar-winning masterpieces. That's how bad overall this film is. Not just with the CGI, but everything, character development, love interest, this, that, and the other. Venom does it so much better than this. Like I, I have, I have, I'm just a bit lost for words in a way because everything about it, like I said, Jared Leto's performance is. Probably the only good thing of this film, and that's not really saying much at all because it's not really much. It's just, it's just CGI constantly. The only thing that I liked, the only part of the CGI that I enjoyed was the echo location um, that that, look, that looked quite good. Like, so that that did look okay. But when you mix that with slow mo shots, terrible CGI action set pieces, it just was horrendous. Like I, I can't. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Literally over then, it is so... I can't describe how bad it was. Like, there's elements of the story that I can't say because they've kind of kept it under wraps and, and away from the trailers. But the villain of the piece as well is awful. And as well, the, the CGI vampire face that Jared Leto has, it's, it's just shocking. Like, it's absolutely dreadful. And I said that the cinema came out, I was like, we're in a day and age now where we've got all these endless fantastic films. Not even, not even necessarily Marvel films or whatever, but like... CGI has gone so far and so well. You only have to look at like the Jurassic World, the latest trailer for Dominion, to see just the the detail and 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 fantastic work that special effects can do in making those dinosaurs look super real. I recently sat down to watch the first two Jurassic Worlds, and you know the scales on on the dinosaurs' feet and stuff, just looking super super like so in in depth and 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 real. To then something like this, which is just absolutely horrendous. It is so bad. It is easily this this just to sum up really this film. It is the worst film I've seen this year. In fact, probably one of the worst superhero films I've seen in such a long time, and it's such a shame. And I've always, like I said, I, I I'm very very cautious of what Sony wanted to do by making these constant anti-hero superhero films. Like Morbius to me is not a character that should be getting his own film. Morbius is a character to me that should be in a Spider-Man film. We should have Spider-Man. And he could be a main villain of, of that film, of, of any film that he's in, or one of those side characters that pops up. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's not someone that I want to sit and watch an hour and fight. Unless you get it spot on, and I don't know. Like, there's there's some. There's, I'm trying to think of any redeeming qualities in this film, and some POV shots were decent enough. Some horror suspense elements again, but it's so predictable. Once again, I've already said earlier this week about when I watched Ambulance how predictable it was, beat for beat, that you could see what was going to happen within this film. The only thing that you probably couldn't see, unless you've had it spoiled for you, is just what was going to happen in those post-credit scenes, which was an absolute, an absolute mess. Like I say, it's just shocking. Um, there is so much meddling, to, so much meddling with this film. It is just awful. I'm just looking at some of the other cast members. Within this film as well, obviously, you've got uh, Adria Arjona as well. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. She's the love interest, Martine Bancroft. And again, there's not really much development between her and Jared Leto for us to make it even believable that these two do care about each other. Yes, they work with each other. There's that kind of minor, minuscule chemistry between the two of them. Um, but it's not enough for me to to care, to give a crap, basically, should anything happen to Adria's character. That's Martine. So Martine's character, I should say. Uh, and how that will impact Michael Morbius moving forward. Um, Matt Smith as Milo, easily the worst thing of the film. 
I saw somewhere uh, before I saw this film, someone saying that Milo, uh, Matt Smith's character, Matt Smith was the best thing of this film. Don't know what they smoked before they went to see this film, but I would certainly like a toke of it because Jesus Christ, Matt Smith was made to look like a bad actor in this film. And I love Matt Smith. Been a Doctor Who fan since a very young age. I've kind of tailed away from Doctor Who. I've said that before over the recent years, but I loved Matt Smith as the Doctor. And most of the other stuff that he's done in, in, in between all of that as well. Like, obviously, I, I very much enjoyed him in Last Night and So. I thought it was a great, great... That is a film where you look at Matt Smith and go, you deserve this kind of break. You deserve to make it big in, 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 in Hollywood almost kind of thing. Whereas this comes out and you're like, Jesus, just, just never do that again. Mr. Smith, never do that again. Jared Harris as well plays Emil Nichols. He's kind of like the father figure for Milo, or at least the the doctor that's looking up, that's, that's overlooking and, and looking after these, uh, looking after Doctor Michael Morbius, obviously as he, as he was a as he was a young child with Milo kind of thing. And again, for me, the only thing I can say about Jared Harris, it is a massive waste of talent because this guy can act. You've seen him in Chernobyl. He's stunning in Chernobyl. He's done fantastic work as well. He is brilliant as an actor. Like I, I, every time he pops up in something. It is usually a 9 out of 10, knocked it out of the park kind of thing. Great performance. Again, just wasted. Really wasted. There's, so, there's, there's scenes with him that were in the trailers that aren't in the film as well, which annoys me when studios decide to do that. Also within the cast is Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal, who play the these two agents, obviously trying to find out what's going off with these cases of people turning up with their blood drains. Um, they add nothing to this film. There are some humorous minor, sorry, humorous moments from Al Madrigal, who plays Agent Rodriguez, uh, who turns up to an interview with Holy Water, which was probably the, the biggest laugh that, that got out of me in the cinema anyways. Uh, all the other laughs came from just how awful this film looked overall. But, like, they just didn't... It just They were the worst kind of detective, if I'm being honest. Like, Tyrese Gibson... They, they, again, no real chemistry between the two of them. Just like I said, this warm moment with this holy water that I actually thought was the, like I said, the only funny to air quote moment within the film. One of my friends I saw the film with was just like, they just turn up to a crime scene and be like, all right, there's a dead body. Then they go to another one and be like, okay, there's more dead bodies. There was literally nothing. That, that's all I can really say on, on those two characters. It is so, so flat. So disappointing as well. And, and like I said, those humorous moments that they've tried to make. Obviously, there's, there's the sequence in the trailer as well where uh, the, the punchline of obviously one of the jokes that, that Morbius says is, I am Venom. And he's like, oh no, I'm, you know, it's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. They cut out the latter of that sequence. He just says, I am Venom. And then the guy runs off and it's it's it's, it's not even a joke anymore. It's like, is that a statement? I don't, I, I, it's just bizarre, like so bizarre. Like the editing overall for this film, as I've probably mentioned already, is just shocking. They've cut so much out. Like if you were going in trying to, work out where this fits in the in the multiverse or at least what spider-man how it all ties in just just forget it because they've cut everything out of it everything every little hint of a spider-man has gone from this film ish um but yeah like ah, and the, that's the thing because with, with just quickly just before i do go into the spoilers and talking about the post-credit scene when when they were releasing all these teasers and trailers and stuff that were linking to spider-man and all these reshoots were happening I was a little bit like, okay, maybe maybe there's something really like really big that's gonna happen in this film that we're gonna get another Spider-Man. I'm I'm not saying I was going in with expectation of that I'm not, and, and as a fan I shouldn't necessarily do that. But he's a Spider-Man character at the end of the day. Like it would be nice if some way if there were more of a hint kind of thing. Um but I was thinking that there's there's got to be a reason for this film to be constantly delayed. I think it was was it eight and nine times it was it was delayed, pushed back this side and the other. I was like, there's gotta be a reason why this film has been delayed, delayed, delayed. Um, you know, surely it's a good thing. Um no, 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 it's no no, it's not, Joe. Like it is really not. It is 
it is bad, really, really bad. Um, so before I get to the um, like the more spoiler territory of of this film, uh, out of ten, this is this is a three. This is the only good thing about this film was the opening title credits because it looked great. It's like neon pink. It looked all lovely. The way the Mor- Morbius came on the screen, I was like, oh, lovely, very nice. I should have just left there. It was horrendous. There are some really bad sequences in this, really bad CGI, terrible performances. The problem is, is that I can't I can't say anything necessarily too much about the performances because so much of the bloody thing was cut. The only thing I can say is, is that everyone is pretty bad in this film and it ends super, super abruptly. Uh, Sony just just need to stop. They they I, I don't care anymore. Like I, th- I think that they had a good thing with Venom, for me anyways, I thought it was decent enough. As I said earlier, though, if you didn't like that, don't see Morbius. Do not see Morbius. You will absolutely hate it. But if you want a new appreciation for the Venom films, and even the Amazing Spider-Man, I would rather watch Amazing Spider-Man two again than watch this again. Um, you know, what I mean, if you have any, if you want to get any newfound appreciation for those kind of Sony films, those other anything that they've done over the last how many years, then do watch Morbius because you will come out thinking, Jesus, wow, okay, um, yeah. The, the the bar is certainly low for for this. It is awful. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. So if you've not seen the film, turn off now because we're going to talk about the post-credit scenes before a little bit more of some other stuff as well because I can kind of dive into a little bit more about why I really didn't like so much of this film. So let's let's jump straight to the post-credit scenes because uh, Vulture turns up. The, the cracks from No Way Home happen and Vulture arrives into this universe. And again, you can kind of see just what Sony try to do. They're trying to just... I don't know, again, for me, create a Sinister Six film. Because we get to see his arrival, then he's like, oh, I hope the food's better in this joint kind of thing. Then he's released. Then next thing you know, Morbius is driving, I don't know where he's driving, somewhere. And then Vulture turns up <clears throat> with his gear, which confused me. I was like, what? Like, how has he got his gear from from Homecoming? Like, he's in a different universe. Where's it? Was he popped back to get it? Like, where, where's that come from? And he's kind of like, do you want to catch a spider essentially like i want to i want to put i mean guys like me and you should probably stick together we're going to tackle spider-man and morbius like sounds intriguing just why like morbius has spent the entire film trying to find a cure for his for his disease for to help obviously it's it's sadly giving him superhuman powers vampire-like powers kind of thing so yeah there is that kind of torment in a demon struggle um but we were we was made to be like the good guy of the bunch obviously because Obviously, we've just spent an an absolute an hour and forty five of him battling these urges, or at least tackling Matt Smith, who is now the villain of the piece. Which, Jesus Christ, he was bad man. So like he he was the hero of those two to then to stop him, and then now he's going to be like, okay, I'll I'll fight Spider Man. Does not make sense in at all for this film in 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 the character development, the character arc. It just does not make sense. And this is, I, was, I just don't understand what Sony are trying to do. It's like they've just wasted an hour and 45 presenting this character, giving him a little bit of story and development to then go, forget it, he's a villain now. I, I didn't buy it for once. And, and I don't really, I, I just, I'm lost for words with those post-credit scenes. And it, it just highlights to me and, 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 and really does give us a fine example that Sony have always had that idea of a Sinister Six film. Like I said earlier in this podcast episode, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was just a huge advert for a film that never happened. This is now they've gone, okay, so we've worked with with the MCU and, and Marvel Studios, sorry, to to bring in characters from from the Sony films like Doc Hawk, Green Goblin, uh, and so on, Sandman, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, we can do that ourselves. We can now take that and kind of run with it and we can make our Sinister Six film that we've always wanted to do. 
just leave it alone. Like, let it happen naturally. Let it flow. Like, if anyone's going to be able to tackle the Sinister Six film, if they are going to do a standalone Sinister Six film, like, and they're going to do it well, it is only going to be Kevin Feige and the uh, and the Marvel Studios team. For <laughs> no way are we as fans going to think, oh yeah, that's going to be a good film. After seeing so many examples now and so many films that have come out where it's just been absolute letdown after letdown to then cram in the vulture no reason whatsoever not even like why didn't they just edit him or like stop well for, why didn't they edit it that this whole film is an editing mess let's be honest but why wasn't michael keaton in the film earlier to then set up this post credit stinger it should have been that they could have still kept him in the film at some point just so he's there to then make up that that second post credit scene of him rocking up with his vulture gear and, and like i said just a moment ago i don't even know how he's got this gear it's just another thing of Sony just just trying to shove in this idea of a Sinister Six film. We've got Craven the Hunter and stuff coming out as well. It's just needless. It was absolutely needless, and it just didn't it didn't have me excited. Put it that way, I was just left. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Not only have you just shat on your own film by doing this, by suddenly being like, oh yeah, Morbius is going to go help him. You're just setting up for failure massively. Just you've crammed in something that's clearly not worked. It's only for the fact to get people talking again. And just to add insult to this post-credit scene, you spoiled it before the film even came out because people obviously have seen the film at the fan premiere where they were asking questions. And Daniel Espinosa, I don't even know why he decided just to just kind of reveal it all, kind of thing about what universe this is. I'm baffled. I'm genuinely baffled by it. Like. It's just a disaster, disastrous post-credit sequence. It just felt like it was it was a way of just being like Spider-Man fans. Look, there is a link to Spider-Man. It's not it's not exactly how you wanted it. It's not a Spider-Man. They're not even said exactly which Spider-Man it is, but surely it's got to be Tom Holland's then, because Venom's seen Tom Holland. Now, obviously, Michael Michael Keaton's Vulture knows of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, so it has to be surely. I I don't know. Like I just. It was baffling, really baffling, really strange, just just confusing. Like I say, he spent the entire time in this film trying to be like the good guy of the bad guys kind of thing, and now he's just gone, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll team up with you if, if we have to sound intrigued. Just very peculiar, like really odd. Matt, and, and so just touching, obviously, before about Matt Smith, I just didn't like him in this film. Like I genuinely, people were saying, oh, he like, stole the show, this and the other, but it is horrendous. It was over the top, it was... Like I said, the CGI was awful. Like sequences that you've seen in the trailer, like just of Matt Smith like walking down uh, like a subway, um, and 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 obviously in the trailer it looks, looks like Matt Smith. In this, it's like the va- the vampire that obviously Matt Smith becomes. It's just shocking, really shocking CGI. Like I've said, before, I've said prior to this, obviously how bad the CGI is. It's a blurry mess throughout the film. A very very big blurry mess. Um, like people, I remember a few times during Venom when I was like, I can't really see what's going on, but I'm just gonna let it go. This was really difficult to let it go because you, you kind of like you know rub your eyes a little bit afterwards. Be like, I've, I've asked, did, did I miss something? Did I see anything? Um, it was uh, yeah, it was just a really really bad film, really bad film. The less said about it, the better. In fairness, and I've already spoken for nearly like twenty minutes about this film, so I see plenty enough. I think, anyways. Um, so to sum up, horrible editing, horrible story, horrible CGI, horrible performances, horrible post credit scenes. It's a horrible film. It's a bad film. Bad bad film that's my thoughts on morbius keep i didn't want to go too much into spoiler territory with it because there's not really much to spoil because you've seen all the film in the trailer anyways and there's not there's nothing of me going into spoilers will make this film any better but thank you ever so much though for listening in get in touch please do god get in touch i need some kind of like therapy post morbius therapy 
to talk about. Um, yeah, just have a bit of a chat about it. But it's just really appreciate you listening. Hopefully, the next film that I do check out um, will be a positive one because this is it's been it's been a ter- it's been a week of bad films, man, bad bad films. But Morbius is now the film to beat uh, in terms of worst film of the year. So, anyways. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Give us a like and all that on social media. Give us a follow on Spotify, etc. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one because I want I want to I want to watch something good. <laughs> I want to talk about something good. So I might have to do like a revisit of something that I really really do enjoy because yeah, this has been this has been awful this week. Uh, but again, thank you ever so much. Until the next episode, take care.